Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the Holy Trinity, which really is a celebration of God. Now, this has always been a preacher's nightmare. Ministers have hated to preach about this because it's such a challenging and a difficult subject to talk about, the Holy Trinity. I remember in my old parish when I was growing up as a little boy, every year at the feast of the Holy Trinity, my parish priest would get up at the pulpit and he would say, the Holy Trinity is a mystery. And then he would start preaching about something altogether different. Well, what I want to do is just the opposite. I want to take advantage of every opportunity to talk about and preach about the Holy Trinity. Now, today is a celebration about God. It's a celebration of God's presence in this world and his presence in our life. Now, we have to realize one of the central tenets of our church and our faith is that we believe in the Holy Trinity, one God and three persons, all three persons co-equal in power, grandeur, and majesty. And yet, when we think about the Holy Trinity, we think about it with some trepidation. It's not easy for us to understand it. Why? Because we are finite creatures. There's only so much that we can take in and understand. While God is just the opposite. He's infinite. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. There's no way that we can fully or completely understand who God is. In fact, if anyone tells you that they understand God, well, they're just kidding themselves. Now, is this a problem? Is this bad? No, I would argue. In fact, this is very good. The Holy Trinity knows this. That's why they slowly reveal themselves to us in many different ways many different opportunities, through prayer, mass, through study. I would liken it to Jesus, teaching with the parables. Jesus intentionally taught with parables. And we all know that parables are amusing stories that have a a strange twist in the way they end. Now, the reason they do that is because it catches us into thinking about it again and again and again. And that's why it was very intentional for Jesus to teach in parables. He wanted us to concentrate on these stories and go over them and over them and over them. See, in doing so, it reveals truths. Every time we go over a certain story, it reveals a new truth, a new nuance that we never saw before. And we understand the story even better and the meaning behind it. Therefore, the key to understanding these revealed truths is to keep going over them so that they draw us into the mystery and the truth of what Jesus was trying to teach. Well, I think the Holy Trinity does the same thing. It draws us in. The more we think about it, the more we pray over the Holy Trinity, it little by little reveals itself to us. And see, that's why it's so important for us to pray every day, come to Mass every week, engage the sacraments, study our faith, 
art and architecture and music. See, those are just a few ways in which the Holy Trinity slowly reveals itself to us. I think St. Augustine put it best. And ironically enough, St. Augustine wrote the very first book on the Holy Trinity. It was called De Trinitat. He wrote it in the 4th century. It explains a lot about the Holy Trinity. Now, St. Augustine once said, Faith seeking understanding. And I think that has a lot to do with today's celebration. First starts with faith. Once we have faith, then we have a desire to understand it more. So we study our faith. And the more we learn about it, the stronger our faith grows. Consequently, as our faith is growing stronger, we're naturally compelled to study it more and to grow in a greater knowledge of it. Well, I think that's exactly what the Holy Trinity does. It helps us to grow in a greater knowledge of God. The more we think about it, the more we pray about it. And that's what's so important. Now, where is the Holy Trinity most clearly seen? In sacred scripture. Go to the very beginning of the Bible, the story of creation at Genesis. We see the Father creating, the Son standing right next to the Father of creation. And we see the Holy Spirit, it says, brooding over the waters of creation. Where else do we see it? Well, fast forward to Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. There's that great story of these three mysterious men suddenly appear before Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah then go in this frenzied pace of hospitality and serve the men a meal. Now, as the men finish their meal and are about to leave, one of them turns to Abraham and Sarah and says, A year from now we will come to you, and your wife Sarah will be pregnant with your son Isaac. Well, that story prefigures our doctrine on the Holy Trinity. Where else do you see it? Well, go to John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning, the Word of God was with God, and the Word of God was God. Well, Jesus always refers to him as the Word of God. And so we see throughout sacred scripture the Holy Trinity revealing itself to us. Now, with that in mind, turn to this week's Gospel. This week's Gospel, again, we see the Holy Trinity revealing itself. Now, this gospel passage is probably the most popular passage. Now, I realize as Catholics, we tend to shy away from the Bible. But if there's one verse that we should know by heart, it's John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Now, we see that passage, you know, especially in sporting events. Whenever... A person kicks a field goal, there's always somebody in the grandstands holding John 3.16. Well, what I want to do is I want to use this gospel passage for this celebration of the Holy Trinity. To look at the Holy Trinity in a different way. In the way of how each person of the Holy Trinity has a different role to play in salvation history. Now, the first person is the Father. The first person, the Father, his role is one of sender. He sends people into the world. Jesus is sent by the Father. Again, go back to the gospel passage for this Sunday. God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, so those who believe in might be saved. Well, the Father sends the Son. And Jesus, through his passion, death, and resurrection, reconciles the world back to the Father. And as Jesus ascends back into heaven, now the Father sends the Holy Spirit into the world. And we see last week, the celebration of Pentecost, 
the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles and our church coming to life. But it doesn't stop there. In the Old Testament, we saw the Father sending prophet after prophet after prophet as the Israelites broke covenant after covenant after covenant in the hopes of reconciling the Israelites back to God. And so, the first person of the Holy Trinity, the Father, his role is sender. Now, the second person of the Holy Trinity, Jesus Christ, his role is the one who is sent. Again, go to this week's gospel passage. God so loved the world that he sent his only Son so that those who would believe might be saved. Jesus is the one who is sent. He is sent into this world, and through his ministry, his preaching, teaching, his passion, death, and resurrection, saves the world. Now we have righteousness. And yet it doesn't stop there with Jesus. Jesus is sent to recruit the apostles, who are then formed, our church. Jesus is sent to cure those people that are in need of healing. He's sent to reconcile the sinners back to God. And so Jesus, his role is the one who is sent. Now, the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, his role is of sending. The Holy Spirit is God's divine operative force. We see that last week as we celebrate Pentecost. Now, sending. The English word for sending, it means it's a gerund. And gerunds are essentially non-finite verbs, according to our English dictionary, which is perfect because the Holy Spirit is not finite. It's infinite. It has no beginning or end, and it's always acting. It never stops. It never takes a day off, never takes a holiday. You see that divine operative force of the Holy Spirit at work for 2,000 years in our church history. And so the Holy Spirit, it has roles. Each person has a separate and distinct role. And yet, the mission is of one. One mission for all three. Salvation of the world. It's just like their own identity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are separate and distinct. They are equal in power, grandeur, and majesty. They are three persons, but one God. Well, the roles are exactly the same. The roles are separate and distinct, and yet their mission is of one, is the same, the salvation of the world. Now, this is a celebration for us as well as for God. What do I mean by that? St. Augustine once said, when we were baptized, our soul was branded with the mark of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you hear that word branded, I don't know about you, but I think of cattle ranchers in the South or in the West. They brand their animals. Why? To make sure that they know that that animal is there. It carries their mark. Take it a step further. The specific brand that each rancher has is personal. It's a mark of their own identity. Augustine knew that. And he says, At the moment of our baptism, our soul is branded with the mark of the Holy Trinity, which means at baptism, we are taken possession of by God, never to be released by God again. More to it, our identity now resides in the Holy Spirit. Our identity is one of the Holy Spirit. We reside within the community of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And through subsequent sacraments, Augustine would say, we are drawn into that mystery and that community of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reveals itself to us. I'll give you some examples. 
every time we go to confession, the Father reveals himself to us, and he is present to forgive our sins. Every time we go to Mass, Jesus Christ reveals himself to us in the form of the Eucharist, his body and blood that we receive. At Confirmation, the Holy Spirit reveals itself to us as we are sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. For marriage, Jesus Christ reveals himself to the bride and the groom that gets married in church because Christ is there to bless their union that they create. See, in all these sacraments, the Holy Trinity reveals itself to us. That's why it's so important for us to engage the sacraments, to pray every day, to come to Mass every week, you know, to study the teachings of our church. In all those different ways, the Holy Trinity reveals himself to us, and we grow in a greater love and knowledge of God. And that's all that God ever wants. Friends, strongly encourage you, take some time, reread the gospel passage. Every day of our life should be a celebration of the Holy Trinity, because every day of our life, we live and move and have our being in that Trinitarian community of love that exists between God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.